Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 139 of the Backyard Fucking Podcast. Wow! I don't know why I said that so fast. I just did. This is what happened. Tonight, we're talking about two movies that might have flown under your radar this past week. Uh, we're talking about the sequel to 2013's Pacific Rim, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, and a little-known indie flick based off of a little-known indie comic called I Kill Giants. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some current events, but before we get into all of that stuff, let's see who's joining us. We have David Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. TV's Casey. Uh, <laughs> wow. I love, I love, I love, I love how you said nothing and waved on a video recording when, when this is mostly my, my consumed by audio. <laughs> my microphone was in and out on me, and that one instance that he said my name. <laughs> It's me. It's TV's Casey. I'm here. We're hey. doing a, a Yay, show for Casey, you on Yay. the internet. Yay. Yay, Casey. <laughs> Let's fix it in post. There we go. Yay, uh, Doc Casey. Chris. Tonight we have a man in a robot versus a monster versus a tiny middle school aged girl. Nice. Uh, the time. Bad Coyote himself, Sergio. Welcome to the best damn podcast in the world. Thank you for everyone who's been watching and on Twitch.tv and listening on Google Play, iHeartRadio, is going bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> everywhere you can listen to a podcast, including Apple Podcasts. All the recent followers, subscribles, uh, people who came over from Breaking the Panel, thank you very much. Go listen to them. Good podcast. Also, uh, uh, Michael Dolce's Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. Uh, them as well, and uh, anyone, any other podcasts you guys want to shout out where we're doing intros and uh, shout outs to other podcasts? Uh, Geek Generation, do you say that? Boom, uh, Rob, yeah. looking deep, Geek, Geek Generation. Generation, make sure to listen to him too for his sweet, dulcet tones. God, I wish yeah. I had that dude's voice. Yeah, right. I'm mm. like, I get close, but nowhere near that level. <laughs> it's, it's like an episode of uh, th- 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 um, 30 Rock where, uh, <laughs> where they're having like uh, Will Arnett. <laughs> and um and what's his name uh the guy Alec that plays Baldwin. To, to act, like Alec Baldwin are having like like a low voice off and throughout the entire episode they get lower and lower and lower till they get to a tone <laughs> where you can't really hear them. I remember that one. That was great. I always feel like like I'm like the Vegeta to his Goku where like I have to try to like get that deep and he's just naturally there. <laughs> <laughs> like David Kakarot, you surpassed me again. <laughs> his power level's five thousand. Guys, it's too soon. Dragon Ball Super just ended this week, and I'm yeah. still didn't see it. Didn't see it. I haven't seen any it. of it yet. I gotta, I gotta catch up on that. Here's the case. Spoilers. It ended. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that's that. all I, I got. For it. I knew that. Um, I'll be on an episode People of Geek thought. Generations. He's doing a, a different podcast. He's bringing one, a different one back. So um, I'll be on one of those in the next month or so, something like that. So that'd be that'd be cool. Uh, but if you don't, go go ahead and go give uh, him a follow if you're listening live on Twitch.tv at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays, except next week, where it will probably be Wednesday, and the week after that will be, I don't know, we'll figure it out. PAX messes everything up. That's just yeah, the moral PAX of the story. Everybody. We're going to be there. The biggest goddamn gaming convention this side of the Mississippi. Cannot wait. Uh, and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. And now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, gentlemen, what has happened this week? Well, let's talk about a developing story that we've been following lately. The controversial Hello Games, big hit indie known as No Man's Sky, which was released for PS4 and PC, is now coming to Xbox One. No Man's Sky, of course, released early on, lacking lots of features that were announced initially in the press releases, but has since been added later on the title, which has got a much more robust and fun game. This game is now coming to Xbox One. Those of you who have Microsoft will now be able to fly through the galaxy exploring lots of brightly colored worlds. 
And and if you listen to uh, classic rock, you feel just like Star Lord zipping around yeah. the galaxy. I miss cool. those streams, man. Those are some fun streams you did, dude. Yeah, they're, they're just a good time. Just me mining things, listening to awesome music, and just like zipping around. It was great. Maybe a fight in a robot. Like a little it took me robot. way too long to figure out that like resources continuously drain. Yeah. I definitely like walked around and died for approximately an hour before I realized what I was supposed to do with that game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, I got I got a little uh, public service announcement for anyone who um, has a PlayStation, PC, and Xbox, such as my, myself, and enjoys the game Fortnite. If you have purchased the um, forty dollar version for the PS4 slash PC, do not sign into your Xbox. It doesn't work. You get a, you get an error message, and apparently um, on the forums. Um, Epic has been MIA with customer support on their emails, calls, the whole deal. Um, you can still play the game if you don't log into an Epic account because Battle Royale is free. It actually gives you that option on an Xbox. Don't be greedy. If you have it all, just don't sign into your the Epic. Use, use it as a little standalone. That happened to me. I cannot, I, I could probably uninstall it and reinstall it and see if that works. Um, but I'm just really frustrated and annoyed. And I don't want that to happen to our lovely viewers. Uh, I've been on a super big Fortnite kick as of late. Um, just because I've actually figured out Battle Royale a little, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the secret isn't me and you hiding in a gun. No, no, not at all. The I, secret is I, if someone shoots at you, build around you as fast as you can. Yeah. And then kill them. Yeah. I believe you're it's, supposed to shoot the enemy before they shoot you. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that is the key to winning this game. That you would, not you would Fortnite. Think, not, you not would think Fortnite. so, you but think Fortnite so. Is, is a different animal. That would ring true in games like PUBG, but yep. Fortnite, you kind of have to play it differently. So when someone shoots at you and you don't see what's coming from, immediately just like spin around and, and start building around yeah. yourself. <laughs> immediately. You know? Spin move. Yeah, yeah, spin move. Spin move. Oh, yeah. spin move with a wall. It, it's yeah. kind of like, like a tornado of building has to happen around you. And, and what sucks is that you kind of have to like practice building because <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I I still lack that because I was mainly a PUBG player. So in PUBG you don't have to build anything. You just right. like take cover. You dogfight, and uh, it was a bit more like like heart <laughs> heart attack yeah. inducing. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know because everybody yeah. was like like sneaking around and stuff. But anyway, uh, Fortnite fun game. If no one's ever played, it's oh, like one of the, awesome. one of the biggest games on the planet right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's uh, there's a huge controversy going on right now with one of its uh, biggest players. Oh, uh, Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh well one, he's been accused of of view botting, which which I don't think is true because uh he's he's a pro player who uh plays a lot of first person shooters. Um so I can some other see that though. So some other streamers have been accusing him of view botting because he gets over one hundred thousand uh views every single day. So every time Jesus he, Christ. Every time he goes live, he gets a, a, over a hundred thousand yeah. uh views. But like the people who are actually active in chat, there's like a ton of people that follow him. And also what helped what really helped him out too was the fact that uh he came from his pro league from from Halo Remaster. I've been watching him since then. And um, and and Drake also like reached out to him and streamed with him one night, and all of Drake's followers kind of like went over there and watched the people who weren't interested yeah. in the game, and that gave him a lot of follows too. The other controversy, really quickly, is uh, he was playing with one of his buddies, Nade Shot. Uh, Nade Shot was streaming. Uh, Ninja was on the call. They were drinking stuff like that, and he was rapping lyrics to a Logic song that did not have the N word in it, and he put the word in. So people were saying, dude, you were a scrawny white kid. Why are you ad-libbing that? And, and they were calling him racist and, and all sort of stuff. And, and by the N-word, search does not mean ninja. 
Yeah, yeah. got it in there. Yeah, got it in there. Yeah, it. yeah. So, 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 yeah, so I made a little, 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 uh, little remark, little, little tweet saying like, I don't think the kid's racist. He just, I was, think he was know, just drunk. I, he and... was just drunk, and he, he just, he, he, he added the word in. Yeah. I think I think personally, if if he stops saying it in private, he won't be able to ad lib it in while he's drunk. So yeah. just go ahead and just just stop doing that. But, just stop uh, using the word. There's, there's, yeah, there's no need. Guys, all right, but yeah. I don't. I, I personally don't think he's racist. I think no. I think he just like he, he digs in the culture and he was just drunk and he was like vibing with the song and he yeah. put it in there and and that's that's the end of that. You, you could tell when he when he said it too that he was kind of like oh shit like in the middle of his ad lib but he just kept yeah. on like kept on talk, <laughs> yeah. talked, he was rapping a little bit faster just to help me like you know hoping no one heard it. And what's funny too is that it's at the stream was like his his buddy Nate Nate I was like ah. yeah <laughs> his, his face uh, <laughs> his face was like uh, okay uh? <laughs> and I don't great. normally use offensive language yeah and he was just yeah. like whoa <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, I, I jumped on his stream today real for like a minute and like everyone was just like, is Twitch suing you? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And like, he's just trying not to look at chat. He's just like focusing on the game. I'm like, yeah, yeah. sorry, dude. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know how that came about too, but yeah, there was like some rumor that Twitch yeah. was going to sue him because of it, but which is not hmm. true. No. That, yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. But, but, but that blew up for some reason. Twitch is not suing Ninja over yeah. that. Wow. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Serge, you have something you want to bring up. Oh, man. One of the greatest shows recently, in recent uh, years, Westworld came out with a second trailer. For those who are unaware, Westworld is about uh, a theme park in which the the robotics are, are these, uh, I would say, androids. Um, basically, you can go to Westworld. It's a Western theme park, and all of the androids are people. And you can go on different adventures. They're very lifelike, very real, almost borderline artificial intelligent uh, humanoids. And some of them, uh, spoiler alert, actually develop a sort of consciousness. And uh, in this uh, this trailer, in this season, it looks like we're going to get more of that as they rebel. So mm. I cannot wait, absolutely cannot wait for this, because Anthony Hopkins was an amazing, uh, was, is an amazing actor. Uh, if you haven't seen Westworld season one, definitely check it out. It is worth the view. It's very well mm. written, very engaging. That's great. And it asks the question of, of what would you do and what would happen if you were to go to a theme park in which you can live out these little fantasies. I mean, you can go hunting, you can go in a saloon, you can go in a brothel, you can get a bar fight. You know, uh, it, it begs the question, you know, how do, how do human beings act when they're really given no rules <laughs> in this yeah. park because you have to pay a lot of money to go there. It's just a lot of rich people going there, living out these certain fantasies. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Like I was watching the season two trailer. I, I. There are things that I forgot. It's been so long since season one that you just like. Like I forgot Jimmy Smith was even a thing in there. Like he showed up and I was like, oh yeah, he yeah. was like a main part of this. Oh yeah. Um. I also no. forgot like the anachronistic music. Well, mm -hmm. not really anachronistic, but like. You know, in that world, kind of a little bit. The postmodern um, jukeboxy stylings, yeah. of doing piano ragtime versions of modern oh, songs. That that paint it black. That was great. Piano black hold sun. Oh, yeah, black hold sun was good, but paint it black just took because it was like the first time you really heard it, and it was so epic, and it fit in so perfectly, and it was just everything it that really Westworld was. Uh, and in this one, they're doing um, Nirvana, um, Heart Shape Box in the trailer. Which is cool. God, it's, Which, it's another one of those like shows that people tell me I'm gonna love, but I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. Oh, uh, it's such, a, it's um, just great. It just makes you think, yeah. and it's just well acted, and there's great characters, and there's there's really 
not a dull moment in it that I that I can remember. But then again, I forgot Jimmy Smith was in it, so who knows what else I'm forgetting. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's well, it could be because there's so much cool shit stuffed in it. It's like you forgot other cool shit that wasn't yeah, as cool as the that, coolest shit. That that's yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Um, yeah. The trailer, like, I really dug it, but I think using that song was a little bit of a deterrent for me because it like. I wasn't. I had to watch it three times. Cause the first time, I was just trying to figure out what that fucking song was. Like, I know it's a Nirvana song, but what is it? And I'm singing the words in my head and waiting for the chorus to show up. And then action happens, and I'm paying attention to the action. And then, oh my god, the chorus is over. And I'm like, oh god. And I'm like, oh, heart shaped box. And the trip, it was over. Then I had to watch it again. Um, but I can't wait. I, season two is going to be fucking awesome, and it's going to happen pretty pretty soon. Casey, you have something. I sure do. I've got two somethings. Uh, the first, which was news that I only really caught through Twitter, but you told me that this kind of thing has been sort of floating around for a while, and I had no idea. Uh, the Deadpool uh, series that was going to be on FX has been officially axed. Um, and Donald Glover of Internet and Atlanta and Community and you name it fame. And, and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep, and non-solo a Star Wars something. Uh, uh, stop no. it. Stop. Stop. Uh, that joke didn't work off-channel. It's not going to work here. Just, it works. It plays it. very well, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Extra points for bringing it back. Love it. I had to give it a shot. Um, it. They gave it the axe. Glover was one of the main writers on it, and some of the reasons floating around were that maybe it was too racially charged, too edgy too like forward thinking and and topical in a you know we're in 2018 where there's as much crazy stuff coming to a head as anything else but the best part of it was less about the actual production and more of a what could have been uh on twitter he posted up a whole what was it 10 or 15 page fake script for the final episode of the series that never was and it's got all these hits like The Last Rhino, Teachers with Guns, Beyonce, um, hmm. just a, a lot of things happening in the current world. And it's 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 like so meta and so fun and weird. It almost makes you think what the show could have been like if he were really giving it a straightforward punch. You know? I'm more surprised that it was actually a thing. Like when I saw yeah. it, when I, I was like, even like Ocon said in chat, it's like, that that was a thing? That was going to happen? Hmm. Like, I know they talked about it, like, a while ago, but it's still surprising that it just was talked about as far as it has been. And Donald Glover even tweeted out, like, the script, like, some of the script for it, just, just on his Twitter. He was like, look, <laughs> I've been working on it. I mean, to be yeah. fair, if I was working on something pretty hard, too, and a guy canceled like that, I'd probably do the exact same thing. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why not? And what's crazy is that, that that sounds like a Deadpool animated series. That sounds like Deadpool. Like, what yeah. were they expecting? It's That's Deadpool. a little... Yeah. That kind of thing... What he wrote was, like, a little too much, though. Like, it's... You know, it's scattered here and there, and I, I get that he's kind of jumping around, but I'm, you know, just What's, the, what, what, what about it was a little too much? I, I mean, for, for for people who not we don't know. Well, okay, just speaking as a fan of the character, Deadpool is you know your nonstop rattle it off type of pop culture thing, but I also don't think he's the kind of character that would do a final episode of his show as like a fake retrospective looking back at what went right, what went wrong. That's more a thing like, um, you know, ambush bug. Greg, yeah, Greg yeah, knows yeah. ambush bug. Yeah. That's like an ambush bug kind of thing. Fair, yeah. You know, something that's like real hitting the heart of the medium. You know, Deadpool would be sitting in an elevator, 
maybe offhandedly referencing somebody's like old costume or something that readers haven't seen in years but something that's all sort of in universe yeah um this was a lot uh but you know the the ta- you can when you read it the talent is all there and i have no doubt that this could have been something really amazing and maybe cutting edge but you know i i just like the fact that he just sort of just the balls of him just throwing this out there like look this is what you could have had you you pieces of crap like see ya as fucking lando in a couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> you know for most people like this sort of thing not maybe a maybe not a career killer or whatever but you know this isn't something that you sort of throw at to poke fun at your parent company when they're right. they're paying the bills as it were yeah um yeah i mean but, it, you know. it is super ballsy because you know he's he is like a, a fairly big hollywood actor but he's not like untouchable like level kind of like no one really is anymore but like he's he's kind of i view him as he has his career but he could be so much more than what he is currently and he's at a crucial stage where i think he's like about to really really he's not he's not he shouldn't be above burning bridges right yeah yeah like he shouldn't be there yet but i appreciate that he is yeah. I appreciate he's just like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Here, take it. It's yours. Uh, Casey, what's the second thing? Last thing is coming straight out of the comic books, as some of you may know. Straight out of comic books! Maybe don't Thank care. You. you didn't? I would have. <laughs> straight out of... <laughs> All right. <laughs> After about three years, the Fantastic Four are finally coming back to their own ongoing title. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at that. Okan just caught it in the chat. Okan. He must have known. Um, hey. All, yes. all, all, all the, that was a big news that uh, they were t- they're putting on their social media. They're like, that, big announcement, everyone. There's a couple other things. Nothing crazy, but the Fantastic Four coming back is the biggest. Mm. At least I think. Um, yeah. As a lot of you know, when Marvel Comics became Marvel Comics in 1962, they're flagship title before spider-man was the thing before the x-men before hulk thor avengers anybody it was the fantastic four uh and their book had been really consistently good for a long time but there was all this nonsense with fox and the rights things and it was all sort of around the same time they were like trying to cut out the x-men and really push the inhumans for SummerSlam and all this like really not great decisions sort of motivated by the popularity of the movies but Marvel's like, you know what? Fuck it. This deal has gone through. We can have all our toys back in the sandbox. Let's bring back the first family. Um, and it's by Dan Slott, who is one of my favorite writers, who's been writing Amazing Spider-Man for about forever. 10 years now. Forever. Yeah, forever. But he's finishing that in a couple of weeks. He's yeah. doing a new run on Iron Man. Uh, he did a really f- incredible run of Silver Surfer. And he writes unquestionably the best Ben Grimm. And I am so glad I get to see him writing the thing again month to month. Hmm. Um, it's also got Sarah Pacelli on art, who some of you may know from doing stuff on Ultimate Spider-Man. She also drew Spider-Men, which was the miniseries where Miles and Peter first met. Um, hmm. And a lot of other stuff. She's really good. I'm a big fan. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think it comes back in June or July. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, That's pretty close. And to... Answer Soul Ghetto Guy's question. Um, they are continuing off where Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman left. Uh, if you're interested, the book Marvel 2-in-1 by Chip Zdarsky out right now follows Thing and the Human Torch trying to find out where they are. Um, so it picks up right from there. You can jump right in. There's only four issues. It's really 
It's really great, but I'm super jazzed. I love me some some Fantastic Four. In my mind, there's only been two people that have ever written Spider-Man. Stanley and Dan Slott. Like, that's how long <laughs> I feel like Dan Slott's been writing. I know it's only been 10 years, but it feels like way longer. Yeah. Way, well, way longer. I'll, I'll give you uh, J. Michael Straczynski, because I know you read a big chunk oh, of that. Yeah, fair, fair. And, yeah. Bri- and Brian Michael Bendis. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm wrong, but whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> let's let's go right into the the main course, the main event. Uh, we're gonna start off with uh, with some more Casey, in case you in case you weren't tired of his voice just yet. He's gonna go ahead and summarize both Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising for you, so you can just get caught right up. All right. Oh, you want me to start now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was the whole. In, <laughs> in case the year twenty XX, yeah. Maverick robots have overrun. No, wait, that's Mega Man. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> in the near future, mm-hmm. or the not too distant future. Nope, that's Voltron. Uh, also, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Enough jokes. Um, the world has been attacked by otherworldly giant monsters coming out of a strange tear in the pacific ocean and humanity has risen to build giant walls and even giant robots with which to fight them called jaegers and the first movie has them fighting what appears to be the final fight against these robots and they end up sealing the breach turns out it wasn't enough because they decided we want more money, so we're making a sequel. It's <laughs> <laughs> really the only reason yeah. why this exists. Yeah, yeah, like we're cracking wise, but that's that's, that's it. it. That's pretty uh, much the reason why it exists. To summarize the second movie, it's ten years after the not too distant future, so it's the slightly more distant future. <laughs> ten years more distant. <laughs> ten years, slightly more fact. distant future. Future. Uh, a couple of the beloved characters that you've known and loved, whose names you definitely won't remember when you walk out of the theater, mm-hmm. uh, have become bigger and better things, and possibly mind-controlled things, and one circumstance leads <laughs> to another, and the monsters are back, breaking through the breach again, in a story that some can describe, and namely myself, ripped whole cloth from Evangelion. So, if you're a big fan of giant monster movies, but or giant monster anime, but you would not prefer to think about all the crazy existential and philosophical stuff that's included in that show, watch Pacific Rim Uprising, because it strips everything to the bare bones except for punching robot action. (laughs) (laughs) And that's... That's the that's, story. That's pretty much it. You don't have to take my <laughs> word for it. Uh, ex- expectations going into this movie, guys. Where are your heads at? Uh, what are you thinking? I, I, I think I'm with uh, uh, Honest Trailers, dude. And if no one's seen the Honest Trailer about the first Pacific Rim, go watch it. Because it summarizes it the best. It's like the best, most awesome, stupid robot movie you never know you wanted, but it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much this movie. Like, not going in expecting uh, a coherent story or anything like that. Like, this movie is so self-aware that it's only about giant robots punching giant monsters and as and as a little boy uh growing up i always loved those genres like godzilla evangelion uh voltron all all those things so you go into this movie think okay i'm gonna you know go have some fun you know not not looking for a story not looking for anything deeper or not looking for anything that would like ruin my childhood transformers 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Michael B. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just going and thinking uh, it's going to be a very enjoyable ride. And um, and John Boyega actually, uh, his his production company was a part of this movie. He has a production really? company. Really? No and he, shit. Yeah, yeah. And he actually told them to reference anime. Yep, the gun. That's right, the gun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That explains yep. a lot. Am I yes. so glad that I made a list specifically in for tonight's show? You you have uh, uh, Evangelion, although he did not name Evangelion because I think there's some kind of legal thing there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. but he said uh, we actually did have them reference some things, and uh, he did a Q and A uh, last week Monday, and one of the questions was, "Oh, did you have uh, any specific references?" And he was like, "There is one." He's like, um, "I told some of the animators to look at the, the fights from Naruto." Like uh, he's like specifically the, the Great Ninja War. If you go along that plot line, you'll see some incredible fighting. So he's like, I wanted something that you know would would uh, have this big looming danger, all this really cool action. You know, he was just like, uh, we, we need we need to have these characters feel like they're in peril, but we need to have them like doing really cool stuff and you know just make it look flashy. And I was just like, that's so dope. Good for John Boyega. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going to this movie, I was just kind of like, it's one of those things where I didn't really want to watch it, but. I was kind of in the mood for some giant robot crunching, so I, I was, I went, I went on the bargain Tuesday as I do with movies I don't particularly want to see, but I feel like we should talk about anyways. Um, and as soon as John Boyega showed up, I I forget that guy is British every fucking right? time. <laughs> really? Every time, uh, because I'm so used to him like as Finn. Mm. And like I and I feel like he might have done American Where accent. Where you think movie. as a stormtrooper he might have a British right, accent, right? Right, and he but doesn't. No. no, so like he was like super British man again, and I was like, oh yeah, super British man, oh, yeah. super British man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it was just one of the things where I didn't know what to expect really, because we we had talked about the trailer a couple of months ago. And I remember, um, I think it was Dave was getting you getting pretty upset that they showed too much and they're kind of doing all that thing. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll go into that a little bit later. So I was like, oh, I already know this movie. I already know what's going to happen. Like I don't know. And I was, you know, pleasantly surprised that I was for the most part wrong. Like I didn't see everything happen that was going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Right. What what uh, what else about you guys? So what about Dave specifically? Expectations. So, like, I was still going to go into this movie happy because it's it's giant robots. Yeah. I love I love Mecha. Anything that was Mecha, I love. Yeah. Um, and going back to what Serge was saying before about the the first one just being a joke movie, like Serge and I saw it on a whim together. Like, we're just bored on a Sunday afternoon. He's like, "Hey, you want to go see Pacific Rim Job?" And that's and we end up fucking coming out like ten year olds. Like, that was fucking awesome, dude. The, um, the, the, the crowd in the theater was like, "Yeah!" People were like literally like cheering. It yeah. was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> So, like, I, I, I approached it like a little kid. I bought the biggest freaking thick pop, tub of popcorn I could get, healthily get, in the, in the movie theater. It was a lot. It was like the size of my torso, a big fucking thing of popcorn. Oh, like a, yeah, and a big thing of soda. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. America. Walk in. I'm the only asshole in the theater. I'm like, this is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Um, sat down, and I I enjoyed it a lot. Like, you're right. Like, I thought I, thought I knew the story, but I didn't. They threw other things in that I didn't expect. Um, some parts I, w- I wish that we didn't see like what's his name Obsidian Rage whatever they're calling the other robot like I wish that wasn't there I would have liked to have been surprised with that Um, but it was cool and they did a really good job at world build- building yeah like yeah. a very good job like I it's good, one job. of the things that they didn't have to do but I'm so happy they did yeah like describing how the world has recovered and how it hasn't recovered 
10 years after and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I was jumping screaming like a madman watching this in the theater. Yeah. Like there's no one else in there so I'm like, "Yeah, we'll fuck him up." Yeah. Um I loved it and I, it's like and I got the thing I've been waiting to see since the first one. Like two robots go at it and it was a it was enough. Yeah. It wasn't a long fight where it was boring, but it was short enough where I wanted to see more. It was just enough robot on robot just fucking each other up and that's what I've been wanting for like a while. Yeah. Yeah, we I yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I thought for sure that was gonna be like evil gypsy danger pack from Evil Gypsy Danger DLC. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. I was I was at first a little let down and then I got over it and I was actually a lot happier with the fact that it was yeah. not. Yeah. Um in this movie, what worked for you guys? Ooh, I will say that Charlie Day as the bad guy. Was really good. I just wanted a little bit more of yeah. him doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I love how you, I definitely... he read a repulsa the monster at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. So Make good. my monster grow. And just the fact, and just the fact he should have said that. Yeah, and should. this is the fact that they made Charlie Day the villain. Like plot twist, he in spoiler alert, he is the villain. Even though we put spoiler alerts on all of our <laughs> disclaimers before the podcast, yeah. spoiler alert, he's he's the main villain. And I love when they did that because I love him in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because he co-writes it as well, but uh, he's he's like he's one of like the my most favorite characters on the show. But there's an episode where where they're figuring out everyone's role within the gang, and he wanted to be the wild card. And he and they were like, "No, Charlie, <laughs> you can't be the wild card." And every time he would try to be the wild card, he would mess something up royally, and he would say the word "wild card." Like there's a time where where they're, they're, they're all in the van. <laughs> They're all in a van. He pops out in the back of the van. Wow, kind of everybody, I cut the brakes. And they're like, Charlie, that's not how that works. I cut the brakes. And he just jumps out of the back of the van. And they're like, God damn it, Charlie. So in this movie, at the end, when he becomes the bad guy. That's pretty much that's pretty much what he does. He, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm this like, one it's kind of like, like, you want me to be in the wild card? Marrying a kaiju brain. <laughs> wild card bitches, I'm the bad guy. Deuces. When 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 all when all when all of the uh, the, the, the the Chinese uh, drone robots were going bad and and they're like oh no we have to stop and he's like okay I'll stop but oh, actually I'm going to destroy the world I was like no wild card Charlie you doing wild card that's not how it works Charlie that's not how it works throughout that whole episode it's in Philadelphia Charlie that's not how that works wild card I cut the brakes woo it's like no in this movie wild card I'm going to destroy the world no Charlie that's not how that works don't destroy you know the world how great it would have been if he actually said that and he's like oh wild card I'm going to destroy the world dude I would. <laughs> died in that theater and everyone who else who watches it's always sunny philadelphia would have died along with me in that theater i would have been like well i'm out of here that's all i needed to see it's like especially like him as like a comedic a comedic actor he like somewhat i mean i understand why but he had so much opportunity to say funny shit and it would have worked for the character yeah. like when all those like other tiny robots like made like the big giant kaiju if he would have said make my monster grow just like oh man like an asshole it would have been fine yeah. like this movie had so much like off the wall shit like yeah, anything he would have done would have somehow fucking worked mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh chris you had something else that worked for you uh eventually i get to the things that didn't work but it's one of the other things ah. that did work <laughs> um i just like the last one like the kind of gratuitous fight scenes you know yeah. like i'm i'm a big i usually go to the movie and usually action just doesn't like action only doesn't do it for me um pacific rim, rim and like this one is definitely one of the few exceptions that i go from like having a negative opinion of it to a positive opinion of it um based off of like how well the actual action scenes are done it was once again rock'em sock'em robots yeah and it was great yeah i i just love yeah. like the the difference between the action of this and like transformers 
Like Transformers, yeah. you never really know what's going on. You just you have no idea. You, you just kind of yep. like sit there and hope for the best for Optimus Prime, but you never really know which <laughs> one is Optimus Prime. Uh, yep. And this one, there's a clear like uh, distinction between like color scheme. Um, so much color silo- yeah, silhouette color. alone as well. Like the, all like the uh, the Avengers of the giant robots. Like they all had just yeah. like <laughs> completely different looks. Like you had female Baymax, you had the Scorpion. Like you had all these like crazy like cool designs and i just really appreciate that and i I didn't realize how much i appreciated good character robot design until after the michael bay transformers fiasco so yeah um what worked for me specifically um a the the robot designs uh but b uh, I can't remember his name. The crazy scientist, like on the cane the whole time. Oh, like, oh that yeah. guy's worked really oh, yeah. well. Not like, really yeah. Crispin Glover, but really influenced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, like that guy just like, like he did really well. And I, I remember I, I was thumbing through, um, I think it was my Twitter feed, and there was an interview with Charlie Day and him about the relationship of the two characters. And this is what threw me off a little bit in the movie um, where the two actors believe that those two scientists are actually like in a relationship, like and they've been doing things, but like, uh. and like, there's no subtext to that whatsoever. That's why I went to this movie kind of watching that. I was like, why would you say that? And I'll think about it. And then when Charlie Day's like, Oh, you got to meet Alice. And I'm like, I was immediately suspicious of Alice immediately based yep. on what I, I heard hundred percent in the interview and then they revealed Alice and I was like oh okay I see and then um there's some things like they could just be buddies and then there are other things like with his obsession with like not killing Charlie Day specifically like saving him mm. every step of the way there's like a little little bit of subtext not, nothing too crazy um but I, I just thought that actor's portrayal was was pretty solid as I, mean, I, I do love their their whole uh you're like you're in there. I know you're in there. Yeah. You can fight it. Moment. Yeah. It's cliche as hell, but it's. I, I love well, just like, like so, that. like there are things where, um, like the the cliche was fine, but when he's he has PTSD from what happened, and there's yeah. that moment where he's just like he's not okay, and like no matter like kind of like a little hobbly charade he's pulling on, like he breaks it for a moment, and you're like, damn, dude, that sucks. Like you don't re- yeah. you don't realize in a Rock'em Sock'em Robot movie. <laughs> that like you don't really think about the ramifications. You just see people getting stepped on, and like you're okay, you get stepped on, whatever. It's a robot yeah. movie. That's what happens. Um, yeah. So I kind of appreciate that little glimpse into that world. Yeah, and and that's what uh, and you know, going off of what 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 Dave and Greg said, that the world building, you, you mm-hmm. felt like you you got the plight of the people yeah. that weren't a part of the military, that weren't a part of the, uh, the 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 Eager Force, like they were just scrapping for whatever whatever they uh, whatever they had. Like in the beginning of the movie, it, it all builds out with with John Boyega's character, like talking about how the world is after the kaiju attacks because they were more frequent back in the day. Not so much anymore. They they stopped because they figured we close the breach, so there's no more of that. And then you see, okay, you know, we we were on the streets like selling stuff for money for parts but we're not really for money there's there's you know like perishables food items things like that and then you have uh <laughs> and you have it revealed that he was actually the son of pentecost uh idris elba canceling him and i love how self-aware this movie is because then it goes into uh him being re-recruited back into uh the the the, the jaeger corps um, he runs into this this little girl who's like, oh, I, I built my tiny little Jaeger, and I, and I really liked her character. I, f- I forget the girl's name, but she's she's gonna go somewhere. Like I really yeah. thought I really thought she was she was interesting, you know, as as like young actresses go. Amara. Um, 
Yeah, Amara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll she'll have some ways to go, but I think she she did a, a pretty good job for for being a young actress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I jump um, in for a minute? Yeah, go for it. Uh-oh. That whole world building intro speech that was you know echoing the first one. Mm. I honestly think this would have been a better movie without that intro speech. Really, I would have liked better because basically every piece of information that you get from that speech gets reiterated later on. I didn't like being friggin' spoon fed this information mm. um, to set the scene when within the first fifteen minutes after that we basically get all, all the same information, yeah. but told much more subtly by store by the actual dialogue in the story and what they go on yeah um so i think, I think the intro like establishes like because we know john Boyega is like the, the main guy but it's just like i'm the main guy like i'm i'm telling the story you know what see i mean? I, I missed so. the first five minutes again <laughs> so <laughs> i have no problem with that, that part some, it's ha, the so you saw the cut of the movie that i was that i saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wait. i mean I, but I think eventually, because there is the big like aha moment later, um, I don't think that it. Ma- I don't think that it matters. I, th- I think mm. him like helping someone go steal this power core, like everything that you need to know about that world, you get based off that interaction. It's pretty much the same interaction that you get in the Force Awakens with Han Solo and the other smuggler guys uh, on the ship initially. Um, but it's yeah. hey, yeah, we're going to do this job. There's lots of double crossing going on. Um, I just don't think that what we saw before was really pertinent to anything else. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I can get that in in other movies. Like me personally, like I, I didn't mind it here. I mean, in movies like like Transformers, like I forget which one that there's there's like this old robot who literally tells you the plot of the entire movie. <laughs> from way before the movie started yeah. until like what's going to happen, and I'm like, wow, this is terrible. You know, you're supposed to show, not tell. That's what like comes the to sec- a movie. The, the second one that did that. Yeah, it was. He's like, let me tell you what's going on, and he like sits down because he's an old like curmudgeon transformer. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> um, in any case, but uh, yeah, what, what also worked for me um, was was just uh, <laughs> I, I I loved the fact that we have all these different uh, cast of characters, and some of them weren't really that great. I was like, oh, we can do without you or you, but they tried, you know. Mm. Um, and also we have the different characters in the Jaegers and uh, and later on in, in the Kaijus, but more so the Jaegers. I loved how the, the little girl was walking through. She goes, oh, is that this one? And that one, they're like... She was like a these... fanboy of it all. That yeah, was so great. Yeah, she was like these, these heroes, you know, as if she would collect their baseball cards if they if they made cards of them. She goes, wow, look at that thing. And they, oh my God, no. Like, like her head was just exploding at all these these, these different uh, Jaegers because not only is she, you know, a tiny engineer, tiny engineer, making tiny Jaegers. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but she was a fan of like what's saving their world, and I thought yeah. that was really cool. Like they're they're heroes, they're 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 um, you know they're basketball stars, they're NFL stars, they're MLB stars, and I thought that was that was really cool. And I the- forgot how big the fucking Yeagers were until like right. she was running around with Scrapper. Right. Yeah, and she's like the. She's like, he's smaller, but he can move around. I'm like, how much smaller is it? And all of a sudden, she just comes up to its fucking ankle. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. I love how it's just like, like, get out. And, and it was just like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I was so good. It's just like, get out now. Come on. <laughs> Stop making me chase you. A good opening. Some, that, was a good, that was a good opening. Something, yeah. something else that worked for me that I forgot to mention um scott eastwood who played nate lambert does a great yes. great impression of his father yeah, yeah totally like, at some totally points i'm like dad did you just watch a whole bunch of movies with your dad in it or did you just talk to your dad like i'm so very what, he, angry about yeah 
I didn't know he was no. related. I saw at the end of credits. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. He's it's only, it looks he like he looks, I wonder if he's related to him. Yeah. He looks like his dad he when totally he was younger. Looks like like him. He, he looks like no, him. You know what it is? Because he, he grew up his entire life, his dad yelling at him with that fucking face on. You, you can I told you to clean your room. Told you. What did I say? Mom, the damn dog. <laughs> Got my, got my damn lawn and mow it. <laughs> so that means that Scott's child will have a grandfather, Torino. Nah. Uh, oh, you went there. No? Anyway. I like no, it. I, that was good. I like, I like that. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. The other thing uh, I really appreciate it worked for me is the lack of a, a love story. And they tease yes, you with yes. it, but like oh, I love God. that it just wasn't yes. there. Like, like they kind of go like, "Oh yeah, like uh, Lambert and this other chick are kind of a thing," and then they just completely blow it up when like she kisses him on the cheek, and then she kisses Jake on the cheek, and Jake's like, "Well, that's confusing. That's confusing." <laughs> <laughs> I love it because in these movies they generally like okay here's robots here's monsters but we yeah. need something for the, the ladies yeah. and they're they just spent like nah. thirty seconds on romance and that's yeah, well it. even even yeah, the, the first movie did that too like they totally like oh yeah and now they're in love because she's a sexy Asian and he's Jack's teller so yeah and in the end like they didn't really kiss or anything they were just like we survived yay because yeah. this whole movie is for everybody we're, we're not going to shoehorn shoehorn in parts just because we think this demographic or this gender is going to like this right. You know what I mean? And I like that. It's like, there's a lot of things for everybody. We don't need a romance because Hollywood, like, you know how some Hollywood movies are like, oh, okay, let's make a Black Widow and the Hulk thing because, you know. Because reasons. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. Because Why does ladies... everybody have to keep bringing that up in my presence? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's maddening. It's just like, okay, uh, this whole movie's for everyone. You don't you don't need to try to think, hmm, how do we get women to get in this movie? It's like, okay, you don't need a romantic plot for people to watch it. Everything in here is for everybody. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know what Wait. I mean? Wait. But you don't think that the whole like cadet high school dramatic wasn't like riding the Panda Express? Oh, de- oh, there are definitely things in here doing that. Oh, but but, but yes. as but as like like Hollywood cliches go, yeah. like shoehorning in a romance just because they think that's what women want to see oh. in order to see a movie like this. Like obviously, like oh, guys are gonna love seeing this movie because it's robots punch dad monsters. Yeah. But how do we get the ladies in here? And oh. then they put and then they'll put in something where it's like a romance. Ooh, like I like that. I'm a lady, which is not true at all. Well, <laughs> like, you did, already had a, Idris Elba. That's all girl, you need. They had a girl shaped robot. The did. Yeah, female Baymax. It was like Big Samus. What are you kidding me? Female Baymax. I don't. I don't know if that, if that's female figure because it's the fastest one, so it would be thinner. It would be thinner, more. Uh, the name was yeah. something Athena. Yeah. yeah. Or Athena Listen, something. It's a girl robot. Come on. Yeah, yeah, robots don't have. Was. Robots don't have gender. Yeah, but yeah, but the the female robot. Don't assume the robot's gender. The, the, yeah. It's twenty eighteen. The female robot didn't necessarily fall in love with one of the male robots, so I'm happy. <laughs> you don't know that. I'm happy. Uh, stay tuned had, for the director's cut. No, no. It also had, like, the, the coolest moves. Like, where it, like, yeah. like, flipped over a kaiju, like, with its sword. It had two swords, and it put them together, and it flipped oh, over so one. Cool. And it's like, I was like, yo, oh, God, the lightsabers. Oh, my yeah. God. kicked some ass. Dude, yeah. that thing was dope. I was like, oh, I want to see more of that. You know, for this this newer gypsy crap, like, let's see more of that one. <laughs> it's like, no, it got torn in half. Why? Yeah, I was like, no. They always have the cooler ones, like, on the side, like in the first one, uh, uh, Eureka Seven, where it was piloted by by the, the, the Australian uh, dad and father. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. dude, I, I love that scene where, where they're guarding the coast and the other two robots are getting their ass kicked. And they're like, come on, we got to get out there. And they're like, you stay on that line. And they're like, screw this. Hang on, Cherno, we're on our way. And you see it just like power up. I get goosebumps yeah. every time I see that. It's like, oh. I'm like, yo, let's go. 
It's almost like we could have spent time watching a better movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, more on that one, not Gypsy Danger. And yeah. if you see, there were specific Japanese posters uh, from this Japanese artist created for the first specific room, and Eureka 7 one had, had the, like, the dopest poster. It was nasty. Nice. But, but, in, but in this movie, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that worked. And, I, and I've watched some other podcasts who, who were like, well, you know, they had it. I saw one podcast, not going to be named, that had a huge problem with the action. They were just like, oh, I got so bored. No. And what? It was just, it was, no. yeah, yeah, listen, I, I got bored. Yeah. It was your run of the mill. It really did intrigue me. And I was just like, what movie were you watching? They're watching Transformers. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, and they, they even compared this movie to Transformers. I was like, hold on, hold on, I'm a fan, but here's where you lose me. Here's where you <laughs> lose me. See, here's the, the here's the thing, and like, yeah. I, I love with the action. Also, like, even though it's completely different type of fighting that I've seen, like in like martial arts movies, in Transformers, for instance, when the robots are fighting, like Greg said, you really have no idea what's going on. You know? Yeah, it, it's a bunch in of this. When a Jaeger's about to get hit or hit something, you're like, oh my god, yeah. like. You hear the power of hell and Zeus with that hit smacking into whoever it's in the smack into. Yeah. They power like up like a Dragon like, Ball Z. <laughs> dude, dude, when the bad robot like uppercutted freaking like Gypsy Danger into Yo, the building. The ice. <laughs> dude. Dude. I that mean like sick. it's 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 stuff like that that makes us so kick ass. Even with the even with the pilot, with the cadets, when like uh, what's her name, uh, Amari, when she fought like the big Russian chick, she put her into a fucking flying armbar. Dude, like, that, that was, was the coolest shit. shit I've ever seen. That was some Black Widow shit. Yeah, in the robots themselves has some crazy like martial arts fighting moves. Like when they're yep. fighting in the city, and the bad android one was 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 going toe to toe with it. I was like, yo, look at these blows that they're throwing it, and like the, the blocks and the uppercuts and the counter moves. I was like, look at it. It was, it was like a martial arts match. I was like, yeah, oh, getting those body man. shots. Yeah, I was like, let's go. I'm like, how can you think this is like Transformers? Are you drunk? Are you yeah. high? That's when you listen to this podcast, people. We give you the real shit. You have to tell me who that real is. Real shit. Off, off channel. I need to know. And also, and also, and also, another th- another thing that, another one that should not be named, because I, I really want to address this. I did not have a problem with the whole Chinese thing. Okay. By Chinese thing, meaning putting a famous Chinese actress in here mm-hmm. and, uh, and and putting her company, and well, it's not a real company. But, Killing but putting, it in that international yeah, market. Like, Killing right? it. Killing, killing, I mean, like that was definitely for the Chinese market, but it worked, yeah, you know. Like in, in a world where, where in the future we all are together, we all speak different languages, but we're coming together because we have a common enemy. Yeah. Of course, we're going to work with this country, that country, and they're going to speak their own language. There was a good amount of diversity. Subtitles, in yeah. yeah, it was a good amount of, you, uh, of diversity. But uh, this other thing that would not be named was we're saying they had a problem with it. Oh, it's too much for the Chinese market. You know, what? like, they have this person here for too long. She wasn't compelling. Oh, she's, she's a big boss. Compelling. I was just what? like, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. why do you have a it was problem the with China? Yeah. 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 She was like the red herring of the Scooby-Doo adventure. The whole time you're looking at her yeah. thinking she's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. But she was I really... inside the Jaeger. Yeah. Red herring. <laughs> 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 I love how her company was on the forefront of this year. She's like, you're all going to be replaced. We're, they're going to be uh, automated. And uh, and then when and, and then when Charlie Day turned, he's like, oh, they've actually been outfitting these with uh, Kaiju Tech. And here we go, taking it over. And she was like, what have you been doing? And then when he said in Mandarin that, that of course you didn't see it, especially when you think you're the smartest one in the room, I was like, yo, yeah. got her. <laughs> Got her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "God damn it!" Yeah, that was amazing. I got to talk to Mike about that. I mean, not Mike. <laughs> uh, what did not work for you in this movie? No, Ron Perlman. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to see him at least well, once. Did he die? 
I was no, hoping he that lived. was. No. I was hoping he was gonna be Alice secretly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, gets eaten, he, he gets eaten by the bat creature and the shawarma for like the first uh, Pacific Rim is like he cuts his fucking way out. Of oh, it. you're right, you're right, you're right. And he's like, I wanted my shoe back. Yeah, like, he does like, the most badass that. fucking line and um. Just have him show up at the end, like him just drinking like tea somewhere. Just yeah, well, like, like just somewhere. So I th- I thought about that too, and I think it kind of makes sense that um I, c- I can't remember his name, Jack Seller and Ron Perlman are not there because it's not a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's, but he yeah. produced but it. Is, oh. He didn't direct it, and he directed the yeah. first one, didn't he? So like yeah, he, did, he has yeah. his posse yeah. that he always uses, and now uh, Tom yeah. Hiddleston's part of that posse. There was no Doug Jones. And either. no Doug Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John Boyega t- talked about like uh, Guillermo del Toro and and, uh, and everybody involved in the first one were kind of referenced. Like they were like, yeah. okay, here's you know. So if they needed help, it was like, hey, how do we get on track with this, or how do we keep this continuity? And they were kind of like, hey, you know, yeah. like what's up? Like how do we? You know, and they're like, oh, okay, here's what you do, and yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Chris, I know you have a, you must have a list of things that didn't work for you. Oh my god, I do have a list. I, I knew you did. Yeah, I because I'm an asshole. But, hey, this, um, is real, this is a realist podcast in the planet. Yeah, uh, I really didn't like anything with. I really didn't like anything with the cadets. Um, I think again, I think that this movie suffered from trying to do too much instead of staying away from the core story. Yeah. Um, like I was a fan of basically the whole John Boyega thing. I didn't think they did too much with with his stuff. I think they did just enough by not dwelling too too much on like always trying to live up to his father. But he had his own story and his own stuff to do, which yeah. is good. Um, but the whole thing with like Amara. Um, like I thought that after she got, so I think after they got arrested, they shouldn't have referenced her at all. You shouldn't have seen any of her journey at all until the, um, the base got attacked. I honestly thought it should be like, okay, well you didn't know what happened to her at the end. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, I've been like, Hey, what's going on here? How can I help? And that would have like, I think that would have been better. That should have been the Um, intro. Cold open. That should have been the intro. Cold open. (laughs) Is it just like, Uh, like, uh, but that. That's what I would have done. But that whole the whole scrapper scene, like the scrapper escape scene, was really awesome. Yeah, I'm not saying get yeah. rid of that. I'm saying put that scene of like her origin before all that, and then just fast oh, forward, yeah. and then that way. Like I think that him following, like him following, getting to that point, that would have been the better cold open than the actual um, like monologue that was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the cadets, I just think that there wasn't enough payoff with the actual cadets themselves. I agree. Uh, yeah. That they didn't really need to focus on that at all because in the end, all that mattered was, hey, all of our normal pilots are gone. We just need these guys. Um, <laughs> like that's in the end, that's really like there was almost no plot development. The fact that they like were fighting and did all these things and discovered one thing that could have easily been written off by another character go, Hey, look, the wiring's different done. Like yeah. written, completely written off about a half an hour of the, of the movie. And and the, th- and the thing with the, with the cadets is it's like uh, towards the end of the movie where they're all fighting when they're the ones who are holding the line, you know, mm. uh, for, for, for humanity. Cause these are the only Jaegers left in the entire world. Yeah. Like, I, I really didn't. Every single Jaeger is dead. Let's get these teenagers with attitude. <laughs> I was waiting to say it that. So, so it was pow- it was basically Power Rangers. Yeah. Like it yeah. felt it felt like Power Rangers, which Ex- like Power Rangers was fine, but that's because I walked into that like knowing that, and then it just felt like such a like tone shift of John Baega, kind of like his 
more mature. Like we actually find out that he's actually more mature than we gave him credit for at the beginning. Mm. And then we right. then kind of counter that with these really young folks that are trying to like come up on their own. And, and, and then in the end, because I didn't think their, their acting was on par. I mean, like you, you didn't really feel for them when they were going down in their Jaegers. It's just like, okay, they were doing, I, I forgot that they were in the Jaegers because I was focused on the Jaeger character <laughs> itself when they were fighting, yeah. like the one with the arc whip. I thought that was pretty yeah. badass. They oh, should have yeah. hired that one a, a bit more. I thought that was really cool, but I was looking at the Jaeger itself and not caring about who was piling in it, which was the cadets. And when the cadets were, were going down, I was just like, yeah, I don't really care. They didn't really build themselves up that great. And I never really cared about them because when they had their moments, I was just like, okay, let's speed. The- I see what you're doing here. I don't yep. care about these people. Let's, let's keep going. So yeah, that, yeah. that didn't work for me either. But I think actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think all of my complaints about the movie just revolve around the cadets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, so actually like one and done basically. And actually like I enjoyed the movie. It, it did. I thought the first one was a little better, but like overall I wanted to see giant robots fighting giant robots fighting monsters. And I got, got Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. one of the, those things where um, I saw it uh, with one of my buddies from work who just kind of like tagged along like at the last moment and we were talking and it was just like, you know what? This is exactly what I wanted in this movie. Like there wasn't anything more. It wasn't anything less. It was just a solid robot monster movie. And sometimes that's all you need in life. Um, Even parts like that, sh- that should have pissed me it, off. Like the it whole, gave like, everything boost. it promised. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and like it didn't promise much. So like, I can't really be, <laughs> I can't be mad at it. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was it's a good summer action movie before summer even hits, which is very interesting. <laughs> Dave, what were you going to say? Like even parts that like should have pissed me off, like the whole, like when they were like on the rockets, mm-hmm. like normally something like that, I'd find too cheesy. It pissed me off. But I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like they just fly <laughs> off on the rockets and like yeah. superhero landing right into the battle scene yeah. and whatnot. Or like he just like gets his like hand well to the rocket and he's just flying everywhere trying to oh, control so it. <laughs> like it was like it, it was ridiculous, but it was an okay ridiculous. Yep. You know, and just I like Scrapper. I thought Scrapper was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I love how they oh, me of, like, had a point. Remind me of Bumblebee. Kind Their of. suits. Their suits when they were piling the Jaegers. That also kind of bugged me. Yeah, and they look cheap. They look like, they like did. very, they very cheap. cheap yeah. if, you look, if you look back in the first one, they looked up, like polished and yeah. done. Yeah. And they in had this visors, one, they had HUDs. It was yeah. Whole... It's as if in this one they're like, all right, let's not do the visor thing. Didn't really work. We can't really see their faces out. But I was <laughs> like, it. It looks like it's missing that visor, and yeah. it kind of came in like like a VR visor later on when they were like reconnecting. So I guess yep. when they do the neural handshake, it comes down, but then it's not there. But yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. yeah, and you see like the P. It looks like like cheap cosplay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, why is why is it like that? I mean, like they. Or don't have any more materials to make legit. Is that what this is inside of the the lore? Like, we don't have any more actual materials to make legit Jaeger pilot suits. But uh, I don't know. That, that well, the, the actual the actual reason is they don't have Gamma Totoro's discerning eye to be like, all right, this has to look this way because it matches with this robot. It's like, nope, everyone just looks like Voltron. Mm, Voltron pilots. The same. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, the monsters looked really cool that day. That that definitely matched like Yamal's. They probably like, just used the same aesthetic. designs. Was if, I bet you if you go back and watch the first one, it's the same monsters. I bet. No, or, it's not or, a thing. Or, it's it's not different. Different. Yeah, no, no they're, they're different. different. Or they probably had like extra. Yeah, I, I, really, extra. I really like the one that they're like its face closed and it took the shock. It absorbed yeah. yeah. energy, cool. and it just like 
pimp is like 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 he slapped the shit out oh, of Oh, you mean the vagina kaiju? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that one was hilarious. It just gets punched, closes its face, and it just redistributes oh, it and just slaps the hell out of the kaiju. Dude, I love when I did that force slap that, that freaking like force bomb where like it just punched the ground, just yeah. 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 Like, that was really cool. So did Dude. anyone else think the drones when they when they kind of became kajified, did anyone else think that they looked like the enemies from the aliens from Halo? Yeah. No. Yeah. My first thought is they're the mass produced Avas from End of Evangelion. Ooh. Fair. They're literally white armored monsters that their head splits open and they have like the fucking like jaw. Mm. Like the, the gross alien jaw. You if if you guys haven't seen it in a while or haven't seen it at all, if you watch that movie, you'll be like, Holy crap, they stole everything from this. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the protagonist being like the main hero's son like it's like it's it was one thing after another with this movie and I'm just like, Wow, they really like this. Like when are they all gonna turn into Tang? <laughs> so ready. So, um, guys, say good sequel. Yeah, yeah. it was enjoyable. Yeah. I love it. Definitely, definitely recommend it. Like, it's a lot of fun. Go out and see yeah. it. Um, yeah. Let's shift gears. It's been way too long. I'm Pacific Rim Uprising. I want to talk about <laughs> I Kill Giants. Yeah. And uh, to kind of bring us up to speed on what this movie is about, we're gonna have Chris summarize it. All right. This is this movie about young girl. Trying to set up traps to get these giants. She's kind of messed up. That's basically it. Yeah. Like that's, that's really all the setup that you yeah. need. She's kind of. But like, it's all a cryptic metaphor, yeah. right? It's all in in the end. Uh, in the end, it ends up being you know it was all in her mind. Like that, all the giants were in her mind, and it was just her trying to work through dealing with um, her her mother di- uh, like uh, on her deathbed basically and being sick. Um, which was, I mean, yeah, it was a good, core, interesting core story mm. through there. Uh, this, I don't know what else I can add to uh, to, to the general fair. umbrella of the plot. Fair, fair. Done. Um, it was a very, very hard movie to describe to Jen without ruining the Yeah, movie. like it's one of those yeah. things where you can't like really summarize it without giving away like the little twist at the end. Uh, and that yeah. little twist, I wouldn't say would ruin Makes the experience. Yeah for watching the movie anyways because we i think all of us except chris have read the book um yeah so what i want actually i want to i just wanted to deviate a little bit uh, from my train of thought and i want to know what chris's uh, expectations and thoughts were going into this movie because like we already knew what we're fucking getting into like i had the tissues right next to me just in case yeah you know it started raining oh, on my God eyes damn it, or something like that but um i walked in i was fairly certain that there weren't actually going to be giants. I was like, all right, this is clearly something. And then the second, like, there was the whole thing with uh, the first scene with her sister and brother in like the in the house for dinner. I was like, okay, clearly something else is at work here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I I had very little expectation. I was like, I don't know, I have no idea what this yeah. is. I'm just watching. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. I, I do think that knowing the twist, like if you knew the twist going in or if you read a plot summary that may have given something away that it was more than just what appeared to be a fantasy film. Right. Um, you know, it really doesn't get you with that gut punch because the film goes as far as to mute the two or three times that they actually say something about her mother when yeah. the pieces are kind of coming together. Yeah. So it's very much intended to be yeah. a reveal. Uh, sure, absolutely. Um, but I, I think... What my point is, is like, I knew the reveal was going to happen. And the second she jumped in bed or crawled into bed with her mom, it was just like, 
my heart got two sizes larger all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> the Grinch's heart that day. <laughs> oh, man. It was, I actually, that, that be, I knew something was up. I actually didn't know. I didn't know what the twist exactly was going to be. I had a feeling it was going to be something along those yeah. lines. And um, I was like, oh, it's she's dealing with her mother's death. Like, she was already gone. Yeah. Uh, but then when she woke up uh, after being punched in the face and was upstairs in her room and she was like, why did we go upstairs? Oh, my gosh. She's gonna, like, it's going to see you. That was when I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I wasn't 100 percent sure. I was like, OK, that took what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Not sure how this is going to play. Yeah. Out. Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting because um, I, I should have reread the book uh, before we went on. I just didn't get a chance to. But like it, it fe- felt fairly beat for beat from the book. Yeah, this is one of the best adaptations of something yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, the, the only criticism I have on it is I wish they had a little more money for the Giants CG. Just like a little I didn't bit mind more. That. I, I didn't mind that. Like, what I liked about this, not to cut you off, yeah. Big, was going into it, yeah, I knew it was going to be because we all read it and had the series ready, but I was looking at it from a perspective of someone who doesn't know what's going on. They made it really seem like a really good horror movie in many aspects. Um... With the music and the cinematography and just... They made it really fucking scary. And the fact that, like, the animation of the giants or even, like, the freaking... What are they called? The things that were in black that were messing with her and talking to her? So, those um, I liked. Because the, the, the harbingers were the harbingers. practical, yeah. weren't they? I, I think they were, like, like, the way, uh, the way uh, They, partial, like, they were partially they practical. No, like, the way it was moving yeah. at one point, I was like, that's a dude in a... Like, they, like the Muppets have better movement than this thing. Um, they looked like the they looked like the creatures from the village. Yeah, they did. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. No, like I, I'm thinking more of like the the Titan at the end. Um, I think that's what they called it, right? The Titan. It's it just like it didn't have that same like epic feeling. That whole fight as well as in the book. Like in the book, I felt like there was like tidal waves going off and this thing towered way larger. And like it, I don't remember it having like a definitive shape. It was more like a giant shadow kind of thing, which kind of led you. And they even have um, a, a, the two-page spread in the fucking movie, yep. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, which is yeah, awesome. Like, I, I just think the designs weren't executed as well in 3D or in like in, in 3D animation. Um, that's my only complaint about this. Is just give them a little extra money to polish that up. That's about it. It was, which is interesting because it's the, uh, it's the team that did Harry Potter. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought you really, felt, yeah. So you felt that a lot, and a couple things actually. I thought it was funny because the uh, the actual physics of that giant reminded when he's walking away at the end or the Titan yeah. um, actually very much reminded me of in the first Harry Potter movie the way the troll walked. In fact, I'm like 90 percent sure they just took the same like sprite and reskinned it, which the, is kind of funny. The same exact mocap, the same it's everything, basically <laughs> the same mocap on there. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Hermione actually at one point wore that same jacket with the the red hoodie sweatshirt <laughs> underneath nice. there. At some point as well. Yeah. Uh, Literally a shot-for-shot shot remake of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> that's, that's what you need to take yeah. away from this. Yeah. Yep. Also, um, yep. more Prisoner of Azkaban. Than her, her bunny... Actually, I... Well, her bunny ears I wrote a note that said Pottering all over the place. <laughs> her, uh, her bunny ears weren't quite as awesome. Crazy. Yeah. They're a little yeah. more contained, which I guess they would have had to had to be, but like, yeah, because like her just walking yeah. around with like, yeah, like and like, I think <laughs> yeah. it's just a part of the art style of the book too. It's like it was like super anime, black and white, like heavy on the inking, which was like it was beautiful, beautiful book. Um, but it just it has that style, and that was what resonated with me. Um, I wonder if they did reshots for this movie because I feel like at some points, like the main, like Barbara was a little older, she looks older and younger. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, eh, I don't know. But yeah, 
How do we all, all feel right. about the acting in this movie? I thought it, it was good. Was some, fine. Of the, some of the best young young adult acting. I mean, I've yeah, it's seen. still young yeah. adult acting, oh. so it's not going to be great. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was that, with the exception of Zoe Zeldana. Oh, Zeldana! Oh, sorry, she, Zeldana. she did awesome. Well, I thought course. everyone was pretty not great. I thought the sister was fine. Oh. The, the older young people, sister, young act- act- actresses and actors, of course. <sighs> Like what do you yeah. expect? I thought the girl who played Barbara but, was inc- was incredible. She like yeah. conveyed everything I was expecting to see out of the character, and then some. Yeah. Like and like the, the and the girl who played like her older sister when she's losing at the end when like when the guy says was talking to her, she's like, yeah. I, I put her I, I put her on, on on the bus. I mean I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't stay until the bus gets there, but I make her breakfast. Mm. Sometimes I just pour cereal. Like when you see her like her starting to break apart, it's yeah, like you you, you that was feel good. that. You she feel was, that, dude. That was a good moment for her. There was an uh, there was other not great moments for her. That definitely was like that was basically the sh- one of the shining moments of the movie yeah. was that uh, was that scene there. Um, but the actual character of Barbara, I feel like they wanted to. She wasn't socially awkward enough. I just didn't believe I, that she. I was, just don't think she was young she, enough. She was an outsider. Like even, even though like you know the reshoot like comment I made earlier, I, yeah. I just think she was the actress is just too old. Like I. I Potentially. Like that's what that's because like I always remembered um Barbara kinda being like second on a fantasy world, but it's still being age appropriate, like a little bit, not so much, but like it mm. still felt fine. And this was just like this yeah. is not even remotely close to age appropriate right now. Like I don't know. I think I was expecting more of a dry delivery. Um, actually, I wrote two notes: yeah. uh, Wes Anderson and M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> both of which have usually have very dry, like they have their characters just kind of say a line very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I honestly felt like the character had like too much personality for really? me to really believe that she huh. was having a hard time dealing with with stuff. Um, I kept thinking of like the Royal Tenenbaums and the sister from Royal Tenenbaums, who's basically like, straight faced all the time. Um, that yeah, and also the fact that it was she had it was a young character with glasses and a scar on her forehead. Hmm. Fair. Interesting. Fair. Have I seen this? I think I've seen this movie before. Um, but that that was what she kind of was in the comic book, yeah. though, not minus the scar, yeah. of course. My, well, the scar. There's literally a moment where she goes up, and I, this is actually a shot in Harry Potter that they actually do, where he walks up to the mirror. And reveals the scar on her forehead. Yeah. And I was like, really? <laughs> Instead of a wand, she has really? a hammer, and she does have Hermione's magic like bag, yeah. where she can yeah. pull anything out of it. It pulls out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, hmm. That, that was another really cool moment too. That was in the well. That was in the yeah. comic. So you gotta no, give I, that one a pass. I yeah. I, I I grant that, and then the actual like character design of how she looked. I was like, okay, I actually looked up a picture of what the comic yeah. looked like, and I went, okay, as far as like an adaptation of how she physically yeah. looks, it actually that looked like it was spot yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when she tries to open up the bag prematurely and she has that freak out, I, whew, I was like, I was right yeah. there with her. I was like, damn, man, that's that's brutal. Um, what's interesting, I think, about this book as well is it's Joe Casey, Kelly. Kelly. Fuck. I always get this too. <laughs> <myself. laughs> no, you always get it mixed up. Joe Kelly is the fun yeah. one. Joe Casey is the weird yeah. one. So. Um, <laughs> It's it's made of action studios that put this out, which is also known for uh, Benton uh, and a couple of other things. Oh, yeah. nice! Yeah, they um, the two guys have been writing comics for quite some time. Uh, both of the Joes, uh, and they're always really cool. Like they've done. Um, Casey did the Superman one, right? Joe Casey, Superman versus the Elite. 
No, man. That's Joe Kelly. <laughs> That's Fuck. Joe Kelly. Damn it. I don't know what you would. I don't know what you would know Joe Casey from. But if if Joe Kelly has written, he wrote "What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way," which is the basis for the Superman vs. the Elite movie. Uh, he's written some X Men. He's written JLA. He was the guy who really was the first person to give a shit about Deadpool enough for him to get an ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the big ones I know him from. Uh, and of course, I kill giants. Uh, but I'll always pick up anything that he does, just because uh, I met him at New York Comic Con, and he—I talked to him about a comic that was like, you know, ten, fifteen years old, and he was all about it. Like it, you know. Yeah. He also uh, did a Space Ghost comic that was kind of grimdark, which was kind of cool. Uh, Casey did He's Mr. Great Majestic. Right. I love Mr. Majestic. Casey also did he did he created America Chavez, which is yeah, a very yeah, popular yeah. Marvel yeah, character these yeah. days. Yeah, Mr. Majestic yeah. was one of those things that I on paper I should hate, but in practice worked out really, really well, especially when he took over Superman's place for a little bit. Um yep. and he ended up stealing Green Lantern's ring off of his finger, which no one can do except for him. He, yeah, Maje- <laughs> Majestic is all kinds of overpowered, he's awesome. but but he's yeah, he's super good. Um, so overall, um, what would you give I Kill Giants as a movie in terms of a rating? Let's, let, let's Ooh. say like, um, how many giants mm. slayed on a one to five giants? I'll give it five, five giants. Five out of five? Yeah. yeah. Five giants. And, uh, it was, I don't know. I, I don't think it had enough, um, the movie as a whole didn't have enough personality to enough or like original personality yeah. it seemed kind of bland however i will say yeah. the scene where she's describing the giants and uh there's that animation that was actually oh, very yeah. clearly the cgi team from mm-hmm. harry potter because it's basically the same vibe that you got from the um deathly hollows the deathly hollows thing i thought that was really cool and i was like okay that's really awesome mm-hmm. but um yeah i was hoping for a little more or originality more personality. yeah it was very drab but i think it's like the subject matter too is very dark. I think the movie there there could have been like a half an hour version of this movie that cut out a lot of the extra moody cinematography yeah. stuff. That would, yeah, would have been better. yeah, yeah. Um, anyone else ratings out of five? So you said it's like one to one, like one to five, yeah. basically. Yeah, you said. Oh no, Wait. no, I, no five out of uh, out of ten. No, I said, yeah, I was going to say five, that's so a two and a half. Yeah, you, you said, said one out of five. five. Oh, sorry. In that case, three, three out, out of five. five. Okay, <laughs> okay. my okay. bad. My yeah. bad. I'm giving this movie a, a four and a half giants out of five. Oh, man, you stole mine. Oh. I was going to say a giant and a harbinger. A smaller giant. Four, four well, giants look, and a harbinger. There's, <laughs> yeah, there, there's very there's very few movies that I, I find to be perfect. But um, this movie, in terms of an adaptation, being character-driven, character emotionally evocative. I mean, I've cried over enough movies I can count on one hand. Emotionally um, evocative. This was very nearly one of them. Mm. And if I wasn't seeing it with another person, <laughs> I probably would have been ugly crying like a yeah. huge baby towards the climax of the yeah. film. Um, I got more feels out of this, out of seeing the movie than I did reading the comic. Oh. Um, which has a lot to do with the pacing, the way it's framed, the music, seeing actual people in front of you. Like, that's sort of, I think, a natural thing. Um... But this was an incredible experience, and as soon as I got out of seeing it, I have told everyone to go and check yeah. it out. 
Because if you've ever lost a loved one or if you've ever been in a situation, whether you've been a kid or an adult where you've been trying to avoid something or you've created your own fantasy world about something, everyone can relate to this film. Yeah. And I, I it's, it's almost must-watching for yeah. me. Uh, search. I would say I would say a, a three point okay. five out of uh, five yeah. giants. It was uh, it was I, I appreciate it more having uh, done that I killed giants podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, our, our first yeah, ever comic book club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Oh, hey, just so you know, our old comic book club for this was issue twenty six. That was wow. that, that was well before Doctor's. So long ago. <laughs> it makes me feel so young. <laughs> wow. Back at your funky PC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dave? Uh, I would say like four and a half also. Like there's a lot of ass... Again, it felt like I was watching a good horror movie at many aspects, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, it was very emotional, but I wasn't too... I'm opposite with Casey. I had more emotion attached to the comic than I did watching the It's movie. also probably is okay. you already knew what was going to happen too. So maybe like there's, there's that. that yeah. yeah. So it got to the end. I'm like, it was a beautiful scene. Yeah. It was a sad scene when she got in like the bed with her mom. It's like, Oh, yeah. you know, but yeah, like it wasn't enough for me to like, you know, start watching like cat videos, make myself feel better. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. And any, I think originally, if you take off my sliding scale, it's a three and a half. But whenever a movie makes me feel something, I bump it up a point. No matter what the rating <laughs> scale is, it gets a whole extra point. Um, so four and a half for sure for me. Uh, and speaking of four and a half out of fives, it's time for the Ziggert question. I think it was a short joke case. I would have gone with speaking of tragic emotional loss. Here's our secret question. Well, you know what? I'm not the host. (laughs) Maybe that's setting up too much of an expectation for the secret question, Casey. Maybe I thought of that and decided against it. Fair enough. Everything everything that tough guy. Uh, So tonight we talked about a whole bunch of things. We went into our current events as we usually do now. We talked about Pacific Rim Uprising for all your Rock'em Sock'em robot needs. We also talked about... Uh, I kill giants. Now, gentlemen, my secret question tonight is, if you had the choice, we're going to make it short because we're out of time. If you had the choice between turning into a giant monster at will or piloting a giant robot that could summon to you at will, which one would you choose and why? Mm. And Monster. Oh, Chris already monster. Why? Uh, because because reasons. <laughs> because then, <laughs> uh, because then I maybe I don't have like a RAM upgrade or like or sorry like a, like a weird like firmware upgrade that is gonna completely mess up my left shoe or something. I'm just a guy. But that doesn't happen in those movies. So we're going with like those movie rules too. We're not going with realistic. I want to watch the realistic version, like the MIT version of that movie. (laughs) The MIT version. Instead of like them whipping together these things, like coming up with all these ideas and implementing them within 24 hours, it's like 10 years and each of these robots takes one step forward and falls and falls on their face yeah. and when they try to take off at the end with the ro- with the rockets at the end it accidentally blows up like eight to- 80 times because they didn't turn it this movie will be over in like six minutes <laughs> oh yeah but it's like gonna be six some minutes spectacular explosions yeah. 
I'm I'm definitely with Ocon in uh, in Twitch chat yeah. right now because I really love Gundam. So I, as soon as I I heard the uh, the the finishing of that question, I was just like, oh man, I picture myself inside of a Gundam. Yeah. Like like to turn yeah. into a monster, like I thought it would be pretty cool. But I was just like, wait a minute, like being inside of a oh wait, hang on, Gundam. I could be in a Gundam. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, or a Zoid. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I remember that. Zoid over a Gundam? No way. Huh? Get out of uh, here. I don't know, man. Mm. Lager Zero Jaeger, man. Yeah. Or Lager Zero Panzer. <laughs> Depending on which one. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a lot that goes into this. Like, what are you so fighting like, exactly? You just do this like at a whim? Or well, like, like you're, you're are you fighting other monsters, other robots? Is there like, aliens you're, you're, involved? You're, you're, you're turning into a big monster, or you're piling a big robot to fight right. something that's also big that's, that's going to mess you up in the entire so universe. You're okay, either getting a badass transformation sequence or a badass summoning sequence. Essentially, Oof. is what you're what you're getting out of this too. And you're gonna fight something that's that's going to to match yeah. you. So you gotta you gotta go in. How are you going yeah. in? Are you, you morphing or, or yeah. you yeah. like to scratch? Yeah, yeah. It has to be a giant robot still again. It's like really? I almost joined the Marines because I I almost joined the Marines thinking that if anyone's gonna have an actual like mobile suit, it'd be a Marine. Um, that's a horrible. So I figured reason that want to join the Marines. I disagree. Oh, I was seven. Well, fuck you. Like. Because Ruru2 in the chat just said, my robot suit's going to be Galactus. Oh, <laughs> and I am one million percent about that. <laughs> I was going to go with Monster until I have just been given the idea to have a Galactus robot suit. Good job, Ruru2. I cannot shake that. I'm going <laughs> to... I mean, I know like you... I know you would think I would say like, you know, like giant yeah. monster, but I've... To re- retain the I've beard. I've always loved... I've always loved Gundam since I was a little kid, like Gundam Wing, like uh, Gundam um, um, Mobile, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, like um, G Gundam. I wasn't really a fan of G Gundam, but um, oh, what was the other one? That one where they were like soldiers in the in the jungle. Um, whatever. Oh, but anyway, like oh I always, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, but like I've always been a fan of giant robots, so it's like that. I would pick that over becoming a giant monster any day. You know, because because you can like customize it, look any way you want. Certain colors, certain guns, certain weapons. Like, you're a giant. I would just want a giant fucking massive piece of metal. That's my sword. It's not even sharp. It just cleaves through shit. You know, like that's that'd be me all the fucking way. See, I'm gonna go armored core. You know how much I played armored core when it was yeah. out, dude. Like, armored core, yeah. I would build mechs like two. weekly. Yeah, and, like, I would put science behind it. Like, what else can I do to this guy? Like, I don't want to go through the weight restrictions and like the power core. Like, where do I want to go with this? Like, I built like thousands of fucking mechs in that. Yeah, I'm going with with Bebo on this one. I'm going not Mega Dragon, but I'm going Monster. Uh, mainly because I always find it extra badass. Like when the Hulk took down Iron Man with all of his toys, just with like ripping things off and like smashing and all that and like you you can come at me with that sword but i'm ripping that sword out of your arm and i'm using it against you i'm throwing it at your face you know what that's nothing from godzilla i got chain chain guns and miniguns in that's fine chest's nipples man they're going right at you they bounce right out off me (laughs) just saying your robot's gonna run out of power monster's not I'm just gonna eat more yeah. people. And you might then... run out of blood. And the, and <laughs> yeah, you'll run out of blood. You know what I mean? You might run out of I life. Think, I think there's something like really out. badass about like that transformation. Like if you're about to get into a fight and you just like take little normal guy steps and also this turn the bigger guy steps and like you just like Hulk and just like dust the shirt off of you and you're just ready to go. Like 
I, you know what? Like, I can just <laughs> as a robot, you can literally tear someone's arm off and beat a motherfucker with it. I mean, he did that with you a monster, a monster also. Like, yeah, and it's, I would argue that yeah. it's easier for a monster to do that for a robot. I and don't know, man. All I have to do like, as a monster is find true. out where the cockpit is and reach in and smush. If you can get to the cockpit, you got to think about like if you can actually not reach if you're made the out cockpit. Of alloy. I'm yeah. just gonna bring a screwdriver and take you down. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just gonna wait for you guys to forget your login password and you'll be fine because you can't do anything with it. You forget about that capital letter in the beginning. That's real life. That's real life yeah. tech stuff. And 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 there is something really cool about about a giant like monster forming. Like I'm thinking about uh, the the Boruto uh, movie where where um where where the Naruto and Sasuke as adults like both like kind of transform into this giant being. So it's Naruto like 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 like, uh, like summons like the, the fox demon and Sasuke puts the like the Japanese samurai armor around it and then they're fighting this other bad guy who on his own like like forms this huge like rock lava monster and they both just get really huge and giant and then and then and then like uh <laughs> Naruto and Sasuke form this like sword and it's like the most anime shit you've ever fucking seen. Like the most anime of anime. So I remember, like, I, I showed it to Dave. I was like, Dave, I don't even watch this. But, like, I need you to see, like, when they're godlike. And this is what they do. And it's one of my most favorite <laughs> scenes in Naruto. And it's, like, the most, like, hype shit ever. Yeah. All right. Wait. Now, now, hold on a second. I would also pick a giant monster. But it would only be if it was just me, but at giant size. <laughs> <laughs> I've I seen the like, show. It's called The Tick. Right, I'd be the very large man from the tick. The VLM. But, but, let me throw this at you, because again, I could probably, even a giant version of me, naked or otherwise, is not going to be huge Galactus armor. What if we all picked Robot, and we combined into one big bad coyote Funkatron? Oh, uh, with, with Jason, who's not here as our dragon. Zone, <laughs> he can, he can be the <laughs> Yeah, he gets six ranger privileges because he doesn't the show up. Maximus. Classic, classic. We oh, would all have so different like, coyote box. What kind of mechs would we all be in? That's a good question. Like. Oof. Wait, go back to Casey as, as a giant monster. I just picture him as like well, well, one of the t- the, the Attack on uh, Titan Titans. So he, like, he gets bigger and he's just like he's just walking around like this. Terrible. You'll laugh until I eat your mom in front of you. Do you guys do you guys think that Attack on Titan was just inspired by people on bath salts? <laughs> no, no. And what made it terrifying? I think Sergio told me it was um. It was inspired by a drunk man walking in the street. Yeah. Like the creator of Attack on Titan, he was a child, mm-hmm. and he just saw a drunk man just like kind of walking he would, when he was with his parents, and he just never realized he could be that terrified of another human being just by the way this man walked and how he looked and look in his eyes, that it scarred him for life, basically. And when he made Attack on Titan, that's when he made these monsters to emulate a drunk man that terrified him as a child. Isn't that terrifying? Mm. Like it comes from like yeah. that. Like that's dark. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, but that's dark. And American consumerism. Uh, and but um, everyone um, went, and so that means we're out of time. That has been issue number 139 uh, of the Backyard Podcast. I want to go ahead and uh, take a moment, as we always do at the end, to thank everyone from uh, from the chat for showing up. We had. Let's scroll all the way to the top and see who we had. We had uh, Pagey Bun in there for a little bit right in the beginning. Appreciate you coming out. Ocon, as always, good to see you. Adam Solgetto guy, dude, good seeing you as always. We had Boulevard Gaming, Bebo, 
Um, I'll probably see him tomorrow, actually, which is great. Um, we had East Lansing came in with a little bit of a timeout, but still good that you showed up. And of course, we were all in there as well. Um, it's oh oh, and um, Rurutu can't forget about him. Can't forget about Rurutu. How could I? What a jerk. You can call me a jerk. Yeah, we got uh, Ellen Adele. Oh, Ellen Adele, yeah. We got uh, Misery Troy. Misery was What's in up, there? <laughs> Misery came out. I didn't even see yeah. Misery. Oh, no. Stealth. Yo, Stealth, Stealth Killer Yo, coming in out, at the last hey, second. Hey, yeah. And now, if you would like to be immortalized on the internet, uh, feel free to join us um, pretty much each and every Thursday here at twitch.tv slash Bad Coyote Funky. Uh, and just to make sure that we're going to be live at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, you, should, you should go ahead and follow us over on Instagram, um, Twitter as well, where we have all of our announcements kind of going out. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to be at Twitch. Our Surge said we're going to be at Twitch next week. Um, so the Pax, podcast Pax. will be on Pax. Wednesday. We'll be at what did I say? I don't know what I'm saying. Twitch. Twitch. We'll be on Twitch Pax. too. Twitch. Pax. Pax. We'll be Twitch. Uh, but Pax, we'll be at Pax. Sorry. We'll be at PAX East yeah. 2018, uh, playing the games, talking to the devs, doing what we do, uh, eating really bad food for us. Really oh, bad God. food. Really overpriced <laughs> bad food. Um, the biggest gaming convention this side of the Mississippi. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be at that. So the podcast will be on Wednesday evening. Where we're going to be talking about Ready Player One and virtual reality and, and how far it has come over the past couple of years alone. Uh, so you can also go ahead and find this if you're coming in right at the end like Stealth Killer did. Uh, you can go ahead and find this whole podcast. <laughs> Called him out right there. A little too savage. Sorry. Uh, on, Says he was lurking. On <laughs> SoundCloud, on, um, on Apple Podcasts, on iHeartRadio, on Google Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and remember, you can always find the video replays right here at twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. Everyone, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And remember, we will see you next time or we will see you another time.